Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Goslin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. On Yahoo Sports Radio. I want winners. Well, our first guest is a winner. John Fox went to a Super Bowl as the defensive coordinator with the New York Giants and since then has taken both the Carolina Panthers and Denver Broncos to Super Bowls as a head coach. What's more, in his 13 seasons as an NFL head coach, he's won 57% of his games and seven division titles, including AFC West titles in all four of his seasons at Denver, only the second coach in NFL history to win four division titles in his first four years with the team. John left the Broncos this offseason, as you know, resurfacing four days later as head coach of the Chicago Bears. And now, well, now he's resurfacing again, this time as our guest on the Talk of Fame Network. John Fox, thanks so much for joining us. Well, Clark, always a pleasure, and appreciate you guys having me on. Sure, John. John, you could have taken a year off coaching, slid into an analyst role for one of the TV networks, but you weren't home long enough to even hear the phone ring instead of signing on with the Bears. What made the Chicago situation so attractive? Well, I think, uh, you know, just as a storied franchise, I was blessed to, you know, spend uh, three years with the Pittsburgh Steelers, five with the New York Giants. And uh, there's just something about those organizations that are special to me. And uh, I sense that feeling, um, you know, meeting with the McCaskies, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Ryan Pace is the GM. Uh, I had a comfort level with him, uh, knowing him in uh, New Orleans, when he was in New Orleans for 14 years. So, you know, a lot of times you just have a good feel, and uh, this place had a great feel to it. You know, John, you mentioned those iconic franchises that you've been involved with, including the Raiders, which goes back to my youth and all of that. And I'm just uh, sort of wondering, how does the identity of those kind of franchises contribute to you're creating a, a winning culture when they have that deep history of winning? Well, I think, you know, uh, I can remember standing in line boarding a plane with Dan Rooney and a couple of players, I won't mention names, were talking about contracts. And he turned to me and he said, I can remember when we gave these tickets away. Uh, you know, I think it's, you know, uh, this is, uh, you know, the very first franchise, uh, you know, since 1920. Uh, you know, it's family owned. Uh, you have people that, you know, really have their blood, sweat, and tears in it that brought it from nothing to where it is today, which is, you know, fairly incredible when you just look at it, uh, you know, in that light. Uh, but there's something about, you know, the, the family owned, uh, you know, really deep, deep rooted uh, ownership of, football franchises and you know it's a feel you get i can't really explain it it's not knocking anybody else's organizations but um, you know it's something when they've you know got the blood sweat and tears and you know they started the team you know it's kind of a neat feel chicago head coach john fox is our guest and john i hear ron talking about iconic franchises i don't know how he left the Chargers out of that list uh <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's where you Go and ahead. i first met and i remember sitting out of the veranda at the ucsd having lunch watching hand colliders go by <laughs> a little bit different setting there i remember myron cope coming out uh we played the steelers one year and i'd been there prior to the chargers and he, he couldn't get over fish tacos and lattes in the stadium <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Well, anyway, moving forward, uh, you, you took the Carolina Panthers to a Super Bowl, as I mentioned. You took the Denver Broncos to a Super Bowl. How tough is it to start the process all over again with a third team? You know, I think, you know, it's all tough. I mean, you're operating, you know, against uh, 31 other organizations that they're, you know, the best in the world at what they do. So it's, it's a very competitive business for sure. 
uh, probably not many businesses out there now that aren't. But, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, really you, you, it kind of helps you, you know, because you've done it before. And so, uh, you know, we've got a great staff and, uh, like I said, a great organization that's given us the, the wherewithal to do the things we need to do. And, you know, it's about acquiring the best human talent that you can find, and that's upstairs and downstairs, uh, and then motivating them to be the best they can be every day. John, you spent the first 60 years of your NFL coaching career under Hall of Fame coach Chuck Knoll at Pittsburgh. What's the most important coaching lesson you learned from Chuck? Well, I think the first thing was, uh, you know, the fundamentals of the game. Uh, you know, for the first week of training camp, we spent 45 minutes in individual. Uh, and sometimes, you know, the blocking and tackling and fundamentals of, uh, of even NFL football can get lost in the shuffle. And, you know, I've never been around an offense that wasn't good at blocking or a defense that wasn't good at tackling. So, you know, fundamentally, Chuck was a, a great teacher, wonderful, wonderful teacher. Uh, and I think number two, you know, was just even keeled, you know, not riding the roller coaster of a season, the ups and downs, wins and losses, and, you know, being the same guy every day. And, uh, you know, I think that's important for yourself to, to remind yourself of uh, your assistants and, as well as your team, you know, to, to keep it even keel and, you know, keep the focus small. John, did he ever tell you it was time for you to get out with your life's work? No, but but, but I heard him tell a few people that. So, uh, <laughs> uh, and, it's, and it's actually a great, it's a great thing. There's no shame, you know, for guys that, you know, maybe not make it. Maybe not, maybe it's not even their first go around with that particular team. But, uh, you know, sometimes guys can hang on to this too long and uh, uh, sometimes it's not bad advice. And now you went to the Super Bowls uh, with Jake L. Holm, and you went to the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning, and now you're in uh, trying to do it again in Chicago with Jake Cutler. Uh, you know, we all talk about how important the quarterback's position is, but do most of us maybe not even understand how important it really is to the success of a franchise? Well, there's, well, there's no doubt it's a very, very hard position, maybe the hardest position in professional sports, and that's all sports. You know, because so much of the focus is there. You know, everybody talks about the head coach and the quarterback get more of the credit or more of the blame uh, than they probably deserve. So, you know, as it relates to the quarterbacks, you know, uh, people ask me, well, compare Jake DeLome and, Peyton Manning, he really can't do that. I mean, it's a, it's 11 guys out there. It's a football team. It is a team game. And, you know, obviously they get a lot of the scrutiny. But, you know, having a good supporting cast, uh, you know, how you, uh, you know, play for each other is, uh, to me, the most important thing. And I don't get hung up on too much about comparing this guy and that guy or that position and this position. I think, you know, all 11 positions are critical to success. We're with Chicago coach John Fox on the Talk of Fame Network. And, John, I know that uh, Goose was talking about Chuck Noll earlier. I, I want to thank you for not passing along the advice that he once passed along to you. And you mentioned to me and another reporter in San Diego. And that later, as you remember, appeared in an unnamed newspaper. I'll never forget that. No, I remember that. That's all part of being young and dumb, Clark. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. And the the worst part is I I think I might even put his name on it. So uh, (laughs) it's kind of trial and error in this league. And uh, uh, I do go back. That was uh, some time ago. I I was young and dumb. So uh, I don't know how much smarter I've gotten, but I don't repeat that one again. (laughs) Well, now I want to move on here and ask you actually sort of, a loaded question. I know it's early, and I know you've said there's an open competition at quarterback. We were just talking about Jay Cutler, for instance, but the smart money, I think, would be on Cutler to win that job simply because he's had it before. If that happens, let's just say that happens, how do you get a guy with a career record of 61 and 58 and and only three winning seasons at a starter to take you to the next level? Well, I think what's, you know, neat about this uh, job is, 
you know, watching guys get better. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, we have to get better as a football team. We were 5-11, and 11 and, uh, you know, of course, you, you know, in this league you change coaches and all that, but but it's it, it's a whole culture, and it's not just one guy. I think Jay's a good guy. He's got a good-hearted guy. I think he's a good teammate. Uh, I've seen nothing but real positive things in our offseason, you know, so far, uh, both in, you know, our strength and conditioning program and, the, and in the work in the meeting rooms and on the field we get to do. So, I'm really excited about it. Uh, he is our number one quarterback right now on the depth chart, and um, you know. But I always talk about it's not where you start the race; it's where you finish. And he's he's working very hard along with the rest of his offensive mates. And uh, you know, I, I, I like what I see and the way they go about their business. And to me, that's uh, that's critical as far as uh, you know your attitude every day, and you know it'll affect the the altitude you reach as a football team. John, you played with. Uh... You played Tom Brady in one Super Bowl. You coached Peyton Manning in another. If you were building a franchise today, which one would you take? Well, I, I, I know it's, it's, this is going to be a cliche answer, but I'd take either one of them because they're both going to be first ballot Hall of Famers, and uh, they both won a lot, a lot of games, and you know are, are great competitors and great people. I've been around both. Obviously, you know more familiar with Peyton. You know, spending the last three years with him, but you're not going to go wrong with either one of them. What made Peyton special? You know, people, you know, he's uh, really probably the best time management guy I've seen ever. I mean, in his preparation, you know, how he takes care of himself. And, you know, both, you know, Tom and Peyton, they're, you know, been in the league for a long time. And to have longevity, uh, you know, how you take care of your body in the off season during the season. Uh, and then at the quarterback position, you know, it's uh, there's a lot on your shoulders mentally as far as the preparation and film watching and understanding the opponent's defense week to week and, uh, you know, understanding your players and their precision in the passing game. And both of them have done it better than anybody. But, uh, you know, I look at Peyton, you know, he was coming off that neck surgery when we got him from Indianapolis and uh, how he went about the rehab, how he went about just, you know, the strength and conditioning you have to do in the off season for your body. And obviously the mental preparation week to week, uh, to me it's, uh, you know, really second to none that I've seen personally. John, because I'm uh, uh, here in Boston, I, I have to ask you, I have to ask you this question because I've I've learned more about the ideal gas law in the last <laughs> couple months than I knew. So I'm wondering, in your 13 years as a head coach in the National Football League, have you ever been aware of the PSI of a football? And and did you have any idea what they were talking about when this whole thing? Started? No, I got to be honest with you, Ron. I was a PE major, so we didn't get much <laughs> into that. Um, you know, I do understand the rules, and to be real honest with you, as the head coach, you know, I, I don't spend a lot of time checking out the K balls for the kickers or or the game balls, uh, uh, you know, for the quarterbacks. And you know, the officials are kind of in charge of that, and uh, I've never really paid it much attention. John, Me neither. question for you. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently officials didn't either. Uh, as a guy who understands the rules, if you could change one thing about the NFL, what would it be? Well, um, you know, it's just something I've been kind of harping on for a little bit. And our officials do a great, great job. There's no question about it. And, you know, the league is always trying to get that to be consistent as well as I know the game officials. And, you know, many of them are close friends. Uh, this is, I think, my 27th year in the league. So uh, I've met most of them, been with most of them, watched them, and, and it's a tough job. But, um, you know, I think full-time officials at some point, I don't know if I'll see it in my career, but 
uh, I think in time, I think that would really help guys prepare and, uh, you know, where, where they can watch practice and, uh, you know, spend their, their whole livelihood in, in the officiating business. So yeah, I think in time, I think it might happen. Uh, I'm not sure it'll happen in uh, my tenure. Hey, John, we want to thank you for taking a break from your OTAs and visit with us on the Talk of Fame Network. Best of luck this year. And one piece of advice, if you ever get snowed in there in Chicago, give Ron a call. He bought a snowblower in Boston last year. He knows how to use great. it. It works great. Hey, hey Ron, it was a rough winter, buddy. I, I moved here in January. It, was, it wasn't real kind here either. So don't, don't feel like the Lone Ranger. And Rick, Clark, course. Ron, great respect and uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. That was John Fox, head coach of the Chicago Bears. When we return, we'll put some more air into Deflategate. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.